Hey, Chris. How's it going? Good, Jason. How are you? I'm doing pretty good. Welcome to Leading and Serving Podcast. Yes. Thanks for joining us. Yeah. And uh, summer is almost gone. I think the kids are going back to school. Yeah. It's just... I can't believe like we're in the middle of July. We're, I mean, we're on the end, end of July. Well, swing, I think... Right? I think this episode, episode's dropping in August. Oh, yes. So it'll be done. Yeah. Which I'm thankful that we're ahead of schedule. Don't get me wrong. But it's just like the time is flying by this yeah. year. Yeah, it is. So that is. So, how's uh, how's business going these days? Good. We're we're busy. We're we're staying on trying to stay on top of things. It, there's just a lot of things that are shifting this year, and we're just you know it's just it's interesting because we're just trying to stay on top of the so many different facets that affect our business, and it's just it's hard right. to do. It's just a constant changing mix. So it's yeah. good, but it's good. How's things with you? We're I'm doing pretty good. On a, on a sabbatical right now. And okay. so I'm um, technically unplugging completely from my job as a pastor and uh, my role, job, career, whatever that is. Right. right. One of those. <laughs> Just unplugging for responsibility, really trying to rest, relax, create some healthy rhythms yeah. in my life. I, there's some a lot of good habits that I've kind of let fade over the years. Hmm. And so this is an opportunity for me to try and recreate those and get those back in, you know, back in my life. And so that's, that's a, awesome. That's a cool thing. And you know, um, it's just open up space to breathe. And right. so I feel good. It's, uh, it's that's barely, awesome. it's barely been a little bit and, right. uh, you know, there's still a long road ahead. So we'll see how it goes. <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome. But, um, Hey, we want to, you know, the heart of our podcast leading a serving is about fighting for the highest good of others, right? Right. That everything we want to do, we want to, you know, I mean, there's two sides to the coin of, of business, right? Right. There's, there's income that, mm -hmm. you know, a lot of people get into business because they want to create an income for themselves, right? right. They want to be their own boss and et cetera, et cetera. So, right. um, but the other side of that is that being a business owner or being a leader, you know, like a top level in a business or something like that is that there is this level of impact that we can bring, whether that's to our community, mm -hmm. whether it's to our clients, our customers through the products or services we bring, um, or it's to the teams that we lead that we right. want to see impact happen too. Um, but oftentimes in the, you know, in the throes of business, whether it's COVID or, you know, this complex world we live in, right. um, it's easy to totally get sucked into the income side of things. Totally. Cash flow, overhead, all that junk. And you're just like, how how are we going to make things meet? You know, what's our goals for this quarter? Are we going to make it to year end? What right. are we going to have to do to make, you know, to survive or thrive during this, during this season? Mm -hmm. And, you know, it's easy to get sucked into that side. And so oh, how yes. do we, how do we know that, or how do we focus that we want to make an impact relationally? Mm -hmm. that we want to have an impact, not just create an income or, you know, take care of our people or, you know, just keep the business rolling through, you know, some really tough times. But, you know, we want to make an impact. And to do that, we have to put relationship before opportunity mm -hmm. that, um, you know, there's always going to be an opportunity to make another dollar or right. thin down overhead or do whatever it is, you know, create a new marketing campaign and drive sales or, you know, there's always going to be opportunity. Right. But if we neglect relationships, mm -hmm. whether that's with our teams, um, you know, or with our community, whatever that might be. Right. Um, if we neglect that side of things, we're we're basically sacrificing the impact that we hope to have. That's totally. And so to do that, we've got to we've got to sit down with people. 
Mm-hmm. We've got to take time. You know, we've talked right. about that in, on a couple of the leadership tools recently uh, about, you know, just taking time and spending time, um, you know, that a face-to-face meeting is way better than a text, Totally. you know, and it may cost you 10 or 15 minutes today, but man, it reaps huge benefits in the long run. Right. And so that's the idea of relational impact is that we want to um, just put those relationships first because mm-hmm. uh, those are easy to relegate, push the side, throw the back burner. Yeah. Right. Yeah. We'll, we'll catch, you know, uh, we can grab lunch next week. We can grab coffee next week. Right. And then next week comes and then you're like, okay, well, you know, I gotta get the kids back in school. And so, okay, now the kids are back in school. Are we going to get together? Oh, mm-hmm. how about next week? <laughs> right. <laughs> right. Right. And so we've got to actually sit down. And if you kind of view like, um, you know, like if you watch the, you know, the good action movies of the eighties, right. There was always the fight scene in the warehouse totally. or the factory, right. <laughs> with Jean-Claude Van Damme or, you know, somebody Terminator, right. um, you know, and there's always this one machine that's off mm-hmm. and there's that giant, like three or four foot long lever attached to the floor. And you got to put your weight into it to shove that lever. Right. Right. Um, if you imagine a lever like that and that lever is either leaning toward myself mm-hmm. or it's leaning away from me. And it's very easy to keep that lever centered on me, mm-hmm. to keep it pulled against me that this is for me, that I right. want to, um, you know, I've got to focus on the opportunity in front of me. I can't, um, you know, I can't push that lever opposite me and focus on others. Right. And for relational impact, we have to push that lever and it, and it's hard. I mean, it just is. like in the movies, you got to lean into it. You got to, throw your whole weight against it. Right. You know, you've got to, you got to, you just got to push. And so you got to be more interested in others mm-hmm. than, you know, than you feel like you have to be interesting. Right. Cause when the levers toward us, as soon as, you know, like, you know, Hey Chris, how's, you know, how's things going? Right. Oh, we, you know, we went on a vacation to California right. and that's only the little bit that you get out of your story. Mm-hmm. And suddenly I'm like, Oh yeah, we went to California 20 years ago. Right. And then I tell you my story about California. Yeah. That lever is on my side. Right. It's not on your side. (laughs) And it's amazing how, like, if you're not cognizant, there's many people that do that just out of instinct or just out of just relational. Like they think they're being relational, Yes. but that they spin it around to themselves and put that lever back in their um, court so that they're, it's back about them. Right. Well, and we're, we're, trained and we're taught whether it's in sales or marketing or, you know, whatever aspect of, you know, create that connection. Right. That's you know, exactly like, right. Oh yeah, I've, I've been there. I've been done that, you know? Uh-huh. So tell me about your experience. Push that lever right back. Right. Don't That's tell exactly your story. Right. You know, identify, make that connection, but then push the lever right back to them, mm-hmm. you know? And so when you do that, um, you know, whether it's, it's somebody that you, you know, you're leading on your team, maybe it's your family at home. Uh, maybe it's, um, you know, you're talking to a community leader of how can, how can my business best serve you? Um, that when you're pushing that lever toward them, basically what you're doing is you're looking for, um, what's the felt need, what's going on in that person's life? Where can I step in and bring impact? Right. You know, that, um, if we don't push that lever away from ourselves toward them, we'll never discover those things. I agree. And so, once we find that felt need, then we can figure out how we can impact them, how we can mm-hmm. bring things toward them. Um, you know, and sometimes, yeah, sometimes that could be our uh, product or service. Sure. Mm-hmm. You know, totally. um, but sometimes it's just as simple as sitting down going, hey, how's the family? Mm-hmm. You know, how's how's your spouse doing? 
when we fight for the highest good of others around us, it's not just what happens at work. Right. Totally. It's, it, this is a holistic thing. And so if you really want to build influence with someone, invest in them. Right. Be interested in them. I mean, mm-hmm. imagine, I mean, imagine your employees that mm-hmm. if you provide them the tools to do their job and they reach their goals and maybe they get promoted and maybe they get a raise and, you know, may, they get to move up or whatever. I mean, that's good. Mm-hmm. Right. I mean, right. that's going to be positive. They're going to enjoy it. They're going to love you know, love working for you. Yeah. But what if in the midst of that, you also invested in their whole life? Yes. And you're, you're discovering where they're at. You're helping them find solutions outside of work. And, you know, then imagine where your opportunities are going to go as a business. Yeah. You know, I mean, I can, I can say firsthand, um, I've been fortunate enough to be, um, the guy in this situation where mm-hmm. uh, I was able to reach out to somebody, some, somebody, one of my, <clears throat> excuse me, one of the guys that works for me, not directly, but as a sub has his own business, but our businesses work together and he was going through a hard time and I was able mm-hmm. to ask him, Hey, you okay? What's going on? And there was, we had multiple conversations. I, yeah. and I, I got to the point where he would call me and ask for advice. And I was like, and the crazy part is I had never been down the road that he had been down, but I, I was able to encourage him even though I didn't know what the answer, right answer was, mm-hmm. if that makes sense. Yeah. But I felt, um, I was very thankful that he felt like he could rely on me. Yeah. hundred you know? percent. So that was, that was, I don't, I hope that I made an impact for him for his <laughs> sake, but I also knew that in my mind, like it was like, this is why I, this is where I want to be. I want to be able to pour into someone and them to, to be able to want to have me pour into them. Does that make sense? Right. Just right. for the influence of, yes, I want to, I want the best for you. Right. And so that's what we're saying on the podcast is fighting for those things is right. way better than a few more thousand or 10,000 or hundred thousand dollars a profit. Right. Oh, totally. I mean, profits, profit. It is. But when you impact people's lives and at the end of the day, you do need it to keep it still sure. alive. Right. Sure. But truly at the end of the day, the greater things that are really feel like they go farther than profit is right all day long. I mean, the, you can win at business and really right. suck with people. Totally. <laughs> I mean, there's plenty of people out there like that. I mean, sure. right. Sure. I mean, there's a lot of key people in our, in our, the, the United States who have <laughs> suck at some relationships, <laughs> right. And, but I've done phenomenally right. financially. So we hope that, uh, hope that this little tidbit of leadership is helping you <laughs> right. not, not suck with people. That's right. Exactly. <laughs> Breaking yeah. it down. That's right. Thanks, That's Jason. right. Then we just get it more simple as we go along. Right. Um, Hey, uh, our interview today is, uh, I was I'm, looking- say, I'm actually glad we're really touching on this because I think this person is totally that guy. Yeah. Yeah. So we've got Keith Feckman coming on. Um, Keith is, um, uh, co-owner at, or part owner at Books and Brews up by University of Indianapolis. Yep. Um, and brews as in um, like microbrews, not coffee brews. Okay. Um, I know they get a little confused on that. Yeah. Not, they don't. Um, customers people, get a little customers, confused. Yes. <laughs> I was actually in there one day and uh, somebody came in and went, oh, you don't have coffee. <laughs> and uh, That's but, too yeah, funny. Uh, really cool business um you know, business idea of how they affect their community and kind of the products and services they bring to the table. Mm-hmm. Um, but Keith also um, is on uh, staff there at UND, I think. And, um, you know, is teaching some of the business classes there as well. And yes, so, so he's affecting 
uh, relationships in multiple ways. Yeah, he's helping raise and shape the next generation entrepreneurs in our community. So mm-hmm. um, I'm looking forward to talking to Keith. Yes. So let's uh, jump over and hear from him. Sounds good. Well, welcome, Keith. Glad you're here today, man. Thanks. Welcome here. You've got a special guest with you. You want to introduce your guest with us? Yep. This is Paisley Feckman. She's my 10-year-old daughter getting ready to go into fifth grade at Maple Grove Elementary School in Barkersville, Indiana. All right. Well, Paisley, welcome. Thanks for hanging out with us, Paisley. I think this is the first time we've had a superstar on the podcast, so thank you for joining us. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, Keith, tell us a little bit about uh, who you guys are and how um, how you just kind of give us a quick little bio thumbnail sketch of, of who you guys are. Yeah. So I grew up in Franklin, right on the line of Franklin and Bargersville. So I spent a lot of time riding my bike down in downtown Bargersville. It's definitely changed over the years, for right. sure. Yeah. A lot of good changes, actually. And then uh, went to Franklin Community graduated there, didn't know what the heck I wanted to do, went to college for a couple years, and it just wasn't for me. So I didn't really prepare well, and that's just sometimes life. It throws mm-hmm. you curveballs, yeah. and that wasn't the plan. Right. And I think we all experience that today. There's hiccups in life. Right. And you just figure out a different way, go a different path, figure yeah. out what's right for you. So ended up joining the military, Okay. And spent a good six years in the military, and it was a lot of fun. Learned a lot. Ended up getting an associate's degree through the military. Okay. Worked in a hospital for them, and just really enjoyed it. And then came back and decided that I, maybe I should finish a college degree. So ended up going back to the same school, University of Indianapolis. Finished my bachelor's, and I said, well, this was fun. Why don't I just keep going? It wasn't like the first time. <laughs> <laughs> it's a little different this time around, huh? Yeah, so I ended up getting an MBA there, fully enjoyed it, and then I said, what the heck am I going to do with this? <laughs> <laughs> right. It's a good right. time to have that observation, right? Right. So the next logical option was, uh, oh, I need to get a job. So I was actually selling cars at the time, and I felt like this instance where I went and was playing a football game and I heard a big pop and Mm. so now I'm throwing you for a curveball because I didn't know what I wanted to do and I heard this big pop and I turned around and I was like who just threw a football at me this was during a game Mm -hmm. and I had tore my Achilles tendon oh no right in half and so I go to work the next day and the insurance guy comes in and he's like hey I'm here to uh, get your uh, get you signed up for insurance I'm like Oh, you're one day short. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. So I didn't walk for nine months <clears throat> Oh wow! on yeah. my own two feet without some kind of support, a boot, a cast, something like that. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, ended up getting an interview for Arby's and hmm. worked for Arby's uh, for six years, actually. Oh, wow. Uh, it was that, that much fun. Really? Hmm. And then I said, uh, okay, what do I want to do now? Because Arby's, I had gone through that and, and was this some sort of management sorry yeah no i had eight stores okay all in indiana from columbus to carmel okay and it was with a, a franchise group and i loved it it was great 
I got uh, a lot of free Arby's. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> got a lot of Arby's. A lot of roast beef sandwiches. There you go. A lot of curly fries. Curly fries. <laughs> curly fries. <laughs> And it was it, it was fun, but at the same time, uh, I wanted to spend a little more time with the kids. They were younger at that time, mm-hmm. and so I left there and did a couple other things. But you know, I had that entrepreneurial bug always. Mm-hmm. It was just always in me, and so I, long story short, ended up going to a meeting with the president of the University of Indianapolis and a guy that was opening up several breweries and. They couldn't run this particular location, the books and brews across from the University of Indianapolis. And mm-hmm. I went to that meeting, and they're like, do you have anybody that can take over this store and, like, really run it? And I'm like, hmm, I've got a hmm. restaurant background. <laughs> I've got food background. I went to UND. I said, hey, I think I'll be the perfect fit for you guys. Yeah. Nice. And so we took over in September of 2019. Oh, okay. wow. And this okay. was after I said I would never get back into the food restaurant. Right. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, of course. <laughs> you know. you got to prove yourself wrong every once in a while. Right. Absolutely. <laughs> so we get there, and it's great. It was fantastic. It was books and games and events, and we had football teams there, and we had a Harry Potter event, and it was just, it was so much fun. It was not your typical restaurant. Uh-huh. It was not your typical brewery. Mm-hmm. And, wow. that's, and that's what made it different. And that's right. what made it so much fun. And then, six months in, <laughs> we had this great Harry Potter event, like I said. And, uh-huh. uh, I mean, we had probably 700, 800 people come through that day. Oh, Man. my goodness. And it was just, it was amazing. It was so fun. And then... A week later, we found out that we helped spread COVID like nobody's business. Oh, no. <laughs> because really? COVID was the following week. Oh, so my we goodness. had this huge event. Oh, wow. <laughs> Our claim to fame is we helped Indianapolis spread. <laughs> nobody knew it was COVID at that time. Right, right, right. COVID existed. This was pre, pre-knowledge. Pre, pre-knowledge. pre Right, yeah. Oh, man. So it, it was unintentional, obviously. Correct, Yeah. <clears throat> But it, uh, you know, it just threw us for a loop. It was again yeah, another right. another hiccup in life, and you just figure out like what what can you do? So, we I spent sixty five days open to close by myself. Had to let twenty two employees go. Oh my goodness! And it was rough. The oh, only I day I took off was Easter, hmm. and eighty percent of that time. I had a special guest with me. <laughs> yeah. Of course, yeah. no kids could go to school. Right. Right. So, what do I do with Paisley? Uh, I have her a lot of the time. Her mother worked in the hospital. Yeah. She oh can't my. go with her mother to the hospital. Right. Yeah. Not at that time. Right. Right. So, Paisley, what did you do what during you that do? time at the at the restaurant when no one could come in except for carryout orders? Where'd you sit? At the bar. That's right. <laughs> at the bar. In the great state of Indiana, kids can't sit at the bar, right? Right. No. They can in Ohio, but not in Indiana. But you got to sit there because we were closed to the public. What did you get to do? What was the fun stuff you got to do at the bar? Or let me take that back. What not fun <laughs> stuff did you get to do? I learn. I learn. <laughs> oh, there <you> man. <laughs> so that would have been like, what, your third grade year? Yeah. Is that right? Oh, wow. Okay. So you finished third grade sitting at, at the bar at your dad's restaurant. Yeah. That's cool. <laughs> That's cool. Did you just do schoolwork, or did you get to do some other fun stuff? 
at the restaurant got to do fun stuff, but yeah. not iLearn. Not, not I, yeah, well, yeah, we'll <laughs> we'll forget about iLearn. We'll right. we'll let that go. <laughs> what kind of restaurant stuff do you get to do? Make food. Yeah. Yeah. And do the commercials. Ooh. So you got into marketing and doing commercials. Yeah. Yeah. What was your favorite one? The I did splatter painting on mugs. And oh, cool. Them. Oh, cool. Very cool. Are those the mugs that y'all keep in the restaurant now? Yeah. Nice. Oh, nice. Yeah, in fact, we sell those mugs, and uh, she splatter painted a whole bunch of them, and it was part of our promotional tool to let people know, like, they could come in and drink from a mug when the pandemic was right. over and we allowed public in again. Wouldn't you know, the ones that she splatter painted mm-hmm. were the first ones that we sold. Of course. Oh. Because they were the coolest looking, they were different. Yeah. And people just really each really one liked individual. It. Yeah. And, I had yeah. to put one way up high, very top shelf, so nobody would take it. <laughs> oh my goodness! <laughs> it's still there today. That's cool. Because I wanted to keep at least one as a memory. Right. Yeah. But every one, all all the ones that she splatter painted were gone. Oh my yeah. goodness! And people bought them up right as soon as we opened back up. That's awesome. Very cool. And that mug holder I splatter painted. Oh uh, yeah. Yeah, so we had some, uh, there was a growler holder, mm-hmm. and they, people put their growlers in, and she splatter painted that thing, too. And oh, that cool. sold immediately as soon as we opened back up. Wow, you got skills. Marketing <laughs> and making equipment, huh? Yeah. That's awesome. Nice. Nice. Yeah, we found out Facebook marketing works really well. People can mm-hmm. see short little videos. Mm-hmm. Uh, as an entrepreneur, you know, sometimes your budgets are limited. Right. So mm-hmm. yeah. w- what do you do? You just come up with fun and creative ways to try to help people understand like who you are, what you have, mm-hmm. and then just gain a following. Before the pandemic, we had like 2,000 followers on Facebook. Now we're well over 5,000. Really? And that, so how long were you closed to the public besides like carry out orders? 65 days. 65 days yeah. total. Okay. Yeah. So we could not, uh, nobody could come in and sit out. Now they can come in and right. fill up growlers or get carry out food. But okay. Uh, we we had only been open for the store itself had only been open for a little over a year and six months, so it wasn't very. Oh my old. goodness! Yeah, yeah. So you were you were trying to get to the point where you're just trying to put your niche in the world, and then on top of that, you're now dealing with COVID. Correct. Yeah. Wow. It was, it was very rough. In fact, all, as a books and brews franchise total, we mm-hmm. had nine before the pandemic, and now we're uh, down to five. Uh, we, now we're down to four. Oh my goodness! Yeah. yeah. Were all those like. Prior to the pandemic, were they all started up pretty, pretty close to your time frame of yours? Yeah, they were. There was one that actually opened up the third week of March. Oh my! During nice. the pandemic, yeah, in Fort Wayne, they closed three months later. Yeah, wow. I mean, that's like, just—it's too hard to. Try yeah, to keep there was that no alive. way. Yeah. yeah, there yeah. was no way. Yeah, we actually have their sign because <laughs> they said, <laughs> "No, you know, what do we do with our our neon sign for the building?" And right. So I drove up to Fort Wayne one morning and grabbed and picked it. it up. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> that totally makes sense. Yeah, totally makes yeah. sense. Yeah. So, so you you went from being completely open, having twenty two employees, to having a special guest helping you during a sixty five day stint, right? <laughs> right. And then um, you were trying to grow your business in that process. How did that fluctuate? Did it, did it stay like, obviously like you got a curveball, right? So how do you, how did you decide, Hey, you know what, I'm going to do this. Or how did you navigate those waters? Well, you learn what you can do and what you can't do. Mm -hmm. So as far as like making food, I had made food really since Arby's, you know, I'd learned like what we made in the back kitchen and 
understood the inner workings of it, but I, I didn't want to spend all my time. I'm more front of a house type of person, interactive customers. Mm-hmm. And so I had to learn real quickly, like, how do I make everything in our right. kitchen? Mm-hmm. And not only that, how do I make everything fast? Because most of our takeout orders during COVID were all at dinner rush. Yeah. I mean, that was the majority. Mm. Wow. So there were days where, you know, I was making five or six flatbreads, 10 grilled cheese sandwiches with fries and chips and uh, fried pickles, and you know, and right, trying to yeah. coordinate it all. So when people came in, I rush up to the front and have them take it out. Because it was only you that. That's correct. Yeah. Well, I had Paisley for some of the time. Right. But yeah. <laughs> she's part time. Yeah. She's she's part time help. <laughs> That's right. You had to do some. I learn. Right. Right. Yeah. Right. I, I get you. You got to do what you got to do. <laughs> well, take us back a little bit um, to some of the things you were saying earlier about when you first stepped into Books and Brews. That you were looking at the just kind of the concept of of who you guys are. It's very different than really any other restaurant that I've uh-huh. experienced, especially here on the South Side. Um, <clears throat> you mentioned books and games, and I mean, you guys do events in ways that I don't see other restaurants doing. So, tell us a little bit about that vibe and why why that's that's kind of your your, your culture, your ethos. Yeah, we wanted to make a more of an event type restaurant to where people and families could come in and also people that just didn't have a place so up above the bar it says a a place for people without a place and Mm -hmm. so those people that may feel lost or may not know where to go they can come in and and relax and get to know people Mm -hmm. and that's why there's so many different board games and so many different events we've had uh, lots of singers there. I have a band list of over 80 different bands right. that come in. Mm-hmm. We typically have a band play every Friday and Saturday. Really? And it's a wide variety of acts. I've had solo singers all the way up to oh, this past weekend. We had a seven-piece band with three oh, wow. trumpet players Holy and smokes. drums. And, oh, it was amazing. the place was hopping. Oh, it was hopping. Man. Yeah. It was great. How big's your space, if you don't mind me asking? Uh, it's 4,500 square feet. Okay. So it's a pretty good size space. Is that with yeah. the kitchen or just the uh, guest? The, the, whole, the whole area. The whole thing. Okay. Yeah. Okay. yeah. And there's a little stage where the <laughs> bands and stuff play on. But we've had comedians in there. Mm-hmm. We've had uh, magicians. We've cool. had uh, just a wide array. We've had uh, Sonic the Hedgehog. <laughs> really? <laughs> That's always a f- uh, fun favorite. And then we've had a, an Encanto event mm-hmm. where we had singers and people dress up in characters. And it's just been a, a, a fun, different way for people to come and enjoy, mm-hmm. sit down, relax, something local that they don't have to drive to, to Florida for or California right, for. Right. And just be able to see those interactions. My favorite is just seeing families come in for the first time and yeah, you know, there's a lot to take in when you walk mm-hmm. in, mm-hmm. and they and they see all the different board games, and they they pick up a Monopoly, you know, and maybe they haven't played Monopoly in a decade. Mm-hmm. Uh, so my do you have to supervise family Monopoly fights? <laughs> is that? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, sometimes I say you have to risk it all. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> the record so far is eleven and a half hours spent. So oh a, wow, we had a spelling bee contest before COVID and this a group came in and the, they started playing Monopoly right after the spelling bee. And I was like, oh, that's fun, you know, Monopoly. And so then they had two more friends join them like an hour later. So they were done with Monopoly. They picked up Risk. 
<laughs> so they started playing Risk, and if you know anything about games, those you know, are those are the one of the two longest games. Right, I was yeah. gonna say those are, Yeah, yeah, that have an end result. Right, <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> and so they put uh, the Risk uh, game up, and they had one more friend come in, and so there was five of them, and I thought, well, surely, that, I mean, they've been here for like six hours, seven hours. I, yeah. I'm, guessing that they're getting ready to go so right. i come over i'm like uh, you ready to did you need to check out and they're like uh no uh our new friend came in so we're gonna play monopoly again oh my goodness <laughs> no way. yeah so they closed the so place down they did yeah they wow. they basically walked in when we opened and they they didn't leave until we closed that's awesome <laughs> yeah. that is cool that is so cool so. now uh, so Tell us about some of the events. So, Paisley, if you want to chime in here, all right? I know you guys have, y'all mentioned Harry Potter, the Encanto. Um, I've seen all types of, like, superhero events and I think even Star Wars yeah. and stuff like that. Well, what are some of the coolest events you've seen that you've gotten to be a part of there? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> what, did we do at, what did we do at our Star Wars events? Do you remember what we made? Huh? What, did, what does Daddy have a collection of? Waffle makers. <laughs> you have a collection of waffle makers? Yeah. Do you remember the for Star Wars, what waffle maker I used? Dark Vader. Yeah. 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 Oh, do you remember that pancake? Yeah. So we have chicken and Vader. So we chicken do chicken Vader. tenders with Vader's head as oh, a pancake. We call it chicken oh, invader. That's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> and so... So I mean, as ingenious it is, <laughs> and I think I think so many restaurants and businesses are afraid to be a little quirky, right? Mm -hmm. But that is totally that's all awesome. the draw for you guys, and I think it's I think it's just it's great. That's, that's a awesome. lot of fun. How do you yeah. come up with the these ideas? Like, I'm just curious. Like, is this something that you've kind of like? Wow, well, this, this let's try this, or you know what I mean? It's just trial and error, or is it just? It's definitely trial and error, but I think it's somewhat because I'm. I'm dyslexic. So a lot of dyslexics, they, their imagination just goes wild. You know, mm -hmm. they just come up with crazy things, and they're very imaginative, and they, they always uh, think of things outside of the box. Uh -huh. And so I think that's part of it, too, is just uh, trying different things and seeing if it works and right. going <laughs> another direction that nobody else has gone before and figure mm -hmm. out, hey, does that work? And, right. and some things have failed. Uh, yeah. We had a, let's see, what? What was the event that really, really didn't do well? Uh, the aerial event. We had the Little Mermaid. And I thought for sure lots of people love the Little Mermaid's great little movie. Right. It just wasn't popular. Mm -hmm. just not a lot of people came in for it. That's interesting. Which is totally fine. Right. But it's trial and error. You right. got to figure out, like, what what's going to work? The Encanto event, we sold out. Mm -hmm. <laughs> wow. Apparently people like to see Bruno <laughs> okay. in the flesh. Gotcha. <laughs> but we don't talk about... Bruno. <laughs> no. <laughs> That's awesome. That's too funny. Uh, do you want to elaborate, elaborate on waffle makers, Paisley? How many waffle makers do I have? Like a hundred. No, I don't have a hundred. Thirty. Thirty, yeah. Thirty. Thirty different waffle makers. Thirty is pretty accurate. Yeah. And are these? Yeah. And they're all a wide variety of shapes and. Yeah, I try not to get. Not one of them should be the same. So okay. I always try to get different ones. What what are some of the ones that we have that we make? Olaf. Olaf, yeah. Olaf, yeah. Olaf. Good one. He okay. comes in different pieces, so you try to put them together. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> what's, what's another one? 
Star Wars. Yeah, definitely have a lot of Star Wars. We have Vader head. We have BB-8. We have Mandalorian. Oh, wow. We have R2-D2. Nice. (laughs) Yeah. What the girls like is, you know, we have a four-year-old at home, and she really didn't like pancakes a whole bunch. And so I think part of that kind of helped fuel this fire is I noticed that when we had a specialty pancake, like with a different character, Uh that she was more apt to eat it. than mm -hmm. just a regular pancake or a regular waffle. Mm -hmm. And so it just, we just started getting more and more and finding different ones. And you find them all over the place. I mean, Mm -hmm. there's stars and gingerbread man. And uh, my favorite new one, it was, it's kind of like a grilled cheese maker actually, uh, but I use it for waffles. It's a purse. It looks (laughs) like a purse. Yeah. The the waffle maker (laughs) itself and you open it up and what shapes are inside there that it makes. Diamonds. Diamonds. It makes diamond waffles. <laughs> what? <laughs> <laughs> Man, that's pretty cool. That is really cool. You know, <laughs> I've always thought, you know, I'm, I'm kind of a the kind of guy that it's hard to buy gifts for. Mm-hmm. And every birthday or Christmas, my family's like, come on, give us some ideas. And I'm like, I wish I could always just find a collection that I thought would be fun. Don't tell me you're going to start the waffle maker. No, I'm just saying I would have never thought about waffle makers. <laughs> okay, good. I would have never thought about it either, but I bet it's, it's a great opportunity. Yeah, and you're putting me to shame because um, <laughs> when we make pancakes at home, you know, one day I thought, oh, I could, I could make Mickey Mouse. It's one big circle and two, two smaller small. circles. Mm-hmm. And I did that a few times for the kids. And, you know, and, um, then one day I got a special request. I don't remember what the request was, but it was probably like Vader's head or something like that. Mm-hmm. I'm like, it's not circles. No. <laughs> <laughs> I have reached the that end is, of my artistry here. So yeah. Now we know we got a guy, though. <laughs> yeah. That's right. That's right. That's right. So well, my girlfriend. Oh, go ahead. No, go ahead. My girlfriend, Christy, she helped elaborate, though, even more on that because I was just a waffle and syrup guy. Yeah. And then she goes, well, why don't you try whipped cream on it? And I'm like, whipped cream? Mm. And she's like, yeah, whipped cream. And then she added sprinkles. And, and so now it's become this big thing. <laughs> now it's decorating oh it. Yeah. Not now just it's making not, it, it's decorating it. Right. Now it's not just like uh, Kaya, our uh, 15-year-old, just had a birthday. And so we have, I made her a Vader head and an R2-D2. And then w- uh, Christy had bought uh, rainbow whipped cream. So oh my goodness. Vader's got rainbow whipped cream around his head with sprinkles. <laughs> oh, my goodness. <laughs> I didn't even know there was rainbow whipped cream. I didn't either. <laughs> oh, my goodness. That's amazing. So <laughs> it just made it helpful. And, you know, so I try to use that imagination, too, to, to help with the restaurant and come up with a wide variety of different fun things. Yeah. Right. Right. That's awesome. So I want to backtrack to something you said very early. And because you've got uh, books and brews, is not your only venture in life. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you mentioned, you know, I went to school, decided, ah, that wasn't for me. <laughs> and then you went back and you got your MBA. But now you're also still involved at UND, right? Yeah. So I've been an adjunct faculty for over two years now. Oh, wow. And I've taught a variety of different classes for the School of Business. So I've taught a business class, a marketing class, of course. Yeah. A sales class was my last semester, and then a career strategy class, hmm. which is really cool. The, I, that's probably one of my more favorite ones now because I got to teach a lot of life experiences to college kids. It's just a one-hour course. They sit in for one hour for yeah. 16 straight weeks, and I, I think they had a blast because we talked about 
resumes. We talked about interviewing. We talked about, I had, a, I had several guest speakers. One was a lawyer. One was a marketing expert. One was a TikTok <clears throat> expert. Oh, wow. I, it was just fun to see them light up. I think their favorite one, because I ask them at the end, they, we give out little surveys, and I, and I just ask them point blank. I'm like, hey, you know, for next semester, you know, what was your guys' biggest takeaway? Mm-hmm. What, what did you guys learn out of this class? What, right. what, what was really helpful? And you know what they said? What? Negotiations. Really? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> they said, now I know how to buy a car. Now I know oh. how to buy a house. These are these are yeah. like truly life skills that you yeah. don't think about, I guess. I right. just never thought about it. Yeah. So, you know, being a car salesman for over three years, I would teach them like, you know, what's the best day to buy a car? Do you know what that is? I'm going to go audit this I'm section gonna go of the, the class. End of the month. <laughs> oh, it's dear towards the end of the month. It, it is. That, that is an option. But there's a particular day of the year that oh. is the best day to buy a car. Are you serious? Uh-huh. Oh, not just a day of the week, oh, but so a day no. of the year. It's like a, one day. One day. Yeah. The, what's the, the best possible day to get the best possible deal There's on a car. one day. In, okay. Cor- I, I, I've, I, have an, I have analyzed it and narrowed it down to one day. And Which there's is? multiple reasons why. You want to guess? I'll give you a hint. It's a holiday. Thanksgiving. Nope. Nobody's open on They're Thanksgiving. They're usually closed on Thanksgiving. Nobody's open on Christmas. Nobody's oh, so open it's got to be a holiday. Then They're Cr- still Easter's open. Easter's usually on Sunday. And in Indiana, car dealerships are closed on Sunday. So right. some years right. it won't be open on this day. Right. But it'll be the, like the day before that you want to go. July 4th. Nope. I'm lost. You've run out of holidays, too. Yeah, yeah I know. <laughs> That's what I'm, I'm up. It's New Year's Day, Christmas Day, Thanksgiving. Uh, because it could fall on a Sunday, right? Right. Man, we've never been asked a know. hard question yeah. like this. Is, this. this is good. We're, yeah. we're supposed to be asking the questions. What day is yeah. it? Tell them. Halloween. 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 Yeah. Multiple reasons why. Most car dealerships' fiscal year starts over in November. So they want to get all their units sold before their fiscal year starts over. Really? I did you, not know that. Yeah. So if you think about it, what year of a car can you buy right now? Can you buy a 2022 or a 2023? Uh, right now, you can only buy 2022. Right, yeah. but soon you're going to be able to buy a 2023 in the year of 2022. Right. right. Because right. the fiscal year usually ends in and November. November. Mm-hmm. All right. That's too So they get bonuses. Car based on? Car sales guys, I know, because I was one. Right. You get bonuses based on how many you sell a month, right. how many you sell a year. So Halloween is the last chance you get to sell all your cars for the year. So if you're one or sh- one short or two short or three short, you're doing everything you can. On Halloween. On Halloween. Huh. Yeah. That is ingenious. And who really goes to buy a car on Halloween? Nobody. Right? Yeah. Nobody. So you they're get too like, busy with the kids. Right. So they're even more hungry and more desperate to sell a car. <laughs> okay. Hey, what are you doing I'm for Halloween? I'm totally trying this out. <laughs> I'm going to dress up like Vader, have a uh, <laughs> rainbow-covered waffle. Is it bad if I just want to go in and buy a car on Halloween just to say I did it? And just so right. I can sell it. <laughs> and then I'll just resell it. And if there's any car salesman listening today, next day it'll be worth more, right? <laughs> right. That's yeah. right. It's a done deal. I'm winning. <laughs> yeah. So if there's any car salesman listening today, <laughs> right. um, just send your info to me and Chris, <laughs> right. and we'll we, will, on we will help you with your year-end numbers. Let me tell you. <laughs> <laughs> wow. So so these the negotiations were like for the car. Was there something else like? Uh, yeah, I mean, there's different, and then we go into all the different days, like what's the next popular day? And then we go into, you know, what's the next best scenario? Because most 
when you need a car, it's usually you can't wait till Halloween. You've got right. you know right. you, you got to get it now. You know, got to get it out. But right. there's strategic ways that you can do that. You need to wait till the end of the month if possible. Right. Mm-hmm. You know, or just different strategies. Uh, I even taught them how to buy a ring. So a lot of the college students mm-hmm. that are getting married, you know, how do you go in and buy a ring? You know, what is, what are those steps? Uh, mm-hmm. You know, how do you talk to the people? You know, just things that could help them save money in the long yeah. haul. I think I might have to audit this class. I do too. <laughs> I do too. Let us know when you're doing it. Like I said, it was the most popular. Like that's all. They love negotiations right. more than anything. Yeah. So, yeah. And it it was funny because when I started the class, the this was the very first semester I taught the class, and this kid comes up to me and he said, "Hey, I just wanted to tell you thank you." And I'm like, "Thank you. We haven't even started the class yet. Like the <laughs> semester has just started." Oh, wow. He goes, "Yeah. Well, you taught a business uh, class last semester to my friend, and he told me that you included uh, the sales negotiation on buying a car, and I just saved a thousand dollars on my used car that I just bought." Nice. And he goes, because I used your tricks that my buddy told me. Wow. No way. That's yeah. awesome. And I was like, oh, that's awesome. That, Man. Yeah. That that's is cool. awesome. Because yeah. those are the kinds of things that I've got two adult kids. And those are the types of things that, that they missed, you know, mm-hmm. growing up. I mean, I don't know those things, <laughs> you know. And so, um, you know, every from, everything from life skills of checking accounts to, right. you know, applying for credit and things like that. And so that would – I can see how – how students would just eat that up. Right. They'd love oh, it. Yeah. They'd love it. Yeah. So. Right. so are you teaching again this fall? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Career strategies again. Are you? Nice. <laughs> nice. Nice. And Make note. Marketing class. And I'm also teaching a uh, the sales class again. So cool. sales, marketing, and career strategies. And did I understand you're still going back to school too? Uh, yeah. Again? So I'm in my second semester of my doctorate of education. Oh, wow. Yeah. Did you... Do we have something else we can get him to do? <laughs> yeah. So uh, on the side, I write children's books. <laughs> wow. So we have our third one coming out. Really? Here, hopefully in the next couple of months, I hope. Okay. Uh, we've just been a lot of hiccups with COVID. And yeah. this last one has taken us uh, literally over four years. Because oh, I, wow. I do a start date of like when we started it and then, you know, when we finish it. And we're mm-hmm. over the four-year mark on this third one. Wow. Uh, but Paisley, your uncle is the illustrator, isn't he? Yeah. What's his name? Uncle Eric. <laughs> uncle Rick. <laughs> uncle no, Rick. No, what's his name? Eric. 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 Uncle. Uncle, uncle Eric. Eric. Okay. Yeah. Uncle. Is that how it is fit on the cover, illustrations by Uncle Eric? No, no. Oh, okay. it's Eric Erickson. Okay. It's on the on the cover. Very cool. And what, what does he draw in the books? Animals. Cool. Right. And what's the book called? What's the name? Melina's Adventure. Yeah, very cool. And what does she do through the through the books? She learns how to say animals' names instead of saying them all with weird letters. Yeah, she mixes okay. up her her letters, right? Mm-hmm. Wow. Oh wow. Yeah. <laughs> why Why did we pick the name Melina? Do you want to give them the secret now, or do you want them to to wait till the book comes out? Now. You want to tell them now? Yeah. You want to tell them the secret now? I agree. Yeah. You do? There's a secret with the name Melina. Okay. Yeah. Are you going to share it? Do you want to share the secret? Are you sure? It's, it's a big secret. We don't uh-huh. usually tell a bunch of people. Yeah. Okay. Tell them the secret. Melina also spells animals. Oh, wow. So if you rearrange the letters in Melina's adventures, or just the name Melina, uh-huh. it spells animal. Animal. Nice. Nice. 
That's cool. That is cool. Yeah. So the first so two books are they about Melina as well? Is uh-huh. it like yeah, a they're series? All, yeah. Okay. They're all Melina's adventures. Yeah. Where does she go Very to cool. first? Do you remember? Where's the zoo? The zoo. The zoo. Yeah. yeah. She goes to the zoo, and then where does she go to next? The farm. That's oh, right. Yeah. The farm. Nice. Where, do you want to tell them where she's going on this third adventure? Ocean. To the Ooh, ocean. That wow. Like yeah. That is cool. Yeah. So, believe it or not, her uncle works for the IRS. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> but teaches scrapbooking classes on the side. Oh, neat. Yeah. And illustrates children's and books. And illustrates oh, children's books. Man, that's exciting. Yeah. That is cool. Yeah, it all started when I had this uh, book on a hard drive for 10 years, and I was sitting there, and I was like, I can't draw for anything. That's why I have waffle makers, because I can't draw the, you know, the yeah. vader. You know, I'm circle guy, too. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> circles are easy. Yes, circle squares. You're right. <laughs> right. Hearts. Hearts, yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I could do the simple simple one. And so uh, uh, her mother said, you know, you've had that book on your hard drive for like 10 years. You're going to do anything with that? And I said, well, I just can't, I can't draw. I said, it, there, I've got, you know, images from the internet on here, and it, mm-hmm. that's not going to work. Mm-hmm. And she goes, well, call my, call Paisley's uh, uncle up. And I said, oh, that's a good idea. Maybe he might. So I call him up one day, and this is, gosh, this has got to be almost a decade ago mm-hmm. now and I said Eric by chance would you ever want to like draw a children's book and he goes I've always wanted to illustrate a children's oh book are you serious yeah and I go no kidding and he goes yes and I go well I got just the thing for you that's <laughs> oh my awesome so ever since then yeah we've just been working one book at a time and yeah before the pandemic I would go to four or five elementary schools and go in front of their K through five and We'd have them act out all the animal sounds. I'd bring the some of the animals with me, you know, the stuffed animals, not the real ones. <laughs> Especially on this third book about the ocean, that's kind of hard. Yeah, to... yeah, the ocean. Yeah, the octopus is really not going to come with us. Yeah. Except fourth grade. Except fourth grade. Yeah. What do you mean fourth grade? Oh, where I didn't go to your yeah. your class. Yeah. Oh yeah. 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 Third but, grade was Zoom. Yeah. Third yeah. grade was Zoom for sure. We did we did a book reading through Zoom. That's cool. fun. I mean, that's what you cool. do during a pandemic, right? Yeah, right. You, you uh-huh. zoom it up. <laughs> right, right. Wow. Uncle Eric was so, even on there, too. Yeah, yeah. Oh, cool. Oh, cool. So it's, it's great. We get to teach kids. It falls into my teaching background. I, mm-hmm. We get to teach kids that, you know, there are challenges in life. You will have hiccups. There will mm-hmm. be struggles uh, for those, that, the kids that have dyslexia, you know, really struggle or have a hard time not being as quick and fast as the other kids. Um, but that's okay. You just figure out, like, how do you work around that? Right. Mm-hmm. How do you get better? And we yeah. teach them, you know, it's okay to mess up. I mean, look, Melina's messing up all the names in this book. Mm-hmm. But you know what? Her, her parents, her friends have helped her through it. Mm-hmm. So, that's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Her, uh, in the second book, I, I forgot to mention, Melina gets a friend that comes with her. It's her older brother, Mervin. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Mervin. Yeah, because Paisley has an older brother. And he mm-hmm. was jealous because he wasn't in the first book. <laughs> <laughs> so Mervin gets to join along right. in the second book. Uh, you want to do a little fun quiz? I'm already trying sure. to yeah. sure. undo uh-huh. the letters. There you go. Melina was animal. And Mervin is also rearranged in letters to spell out. I'll give you a hint. It's a, it's a, if you rearrange the letters, it, it also means a wild animal. Like vermin? There you go. Okay. Rearrange there you the go. Letters, letters okay. of Mervin, and you'll get vermin. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, a vermin, yeah. which is a wild animal. That's so. 
That's cool. <laughs> I I would have never put those two together. I yeah. guess. Man, we I didn't even know this part was going to come up. <laughs> I'm learning so much today. This so, where where could we find those books? Are they? Just... Yeah, so we we kind of halted with our publisher, obviously due the, due to the pandemic. Mm-hmm. Uh, most people could find them on Amazon, but okay. Amazon they have their own pricing because it went to right. print on demand. So you know, I've seen it on Amazon sometimes where it's like five dollars, and then I've seen it one time where it was like forty five dollars. Oh wow! Oh wow! And I was like, whoa! Right. <laughs> I hope a lot of people buy it at the forty five dollars. Right. Right. <laughs> right. Because you're so, getting all of that from Amazon. I'm right. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> so, wow. So we're waiting to have this third book come out, really get through this whole pandemic thing. And then hopefully get back to normalcy where mm-hmm. uh, we're doing the elementary schools again. And, mm-hmm. and you know, having because we took down our website, we took down we haven't really done the Facebook page, mm-hmm. uh, you know, so we, we hope to get back to that at, at some point. Cool. Yeah. But, okay. And then we'll start spreading the word like, oh, you can get them on Amazon again. It's at a decent price. Right. <laughs> right. That is cool. Yeah. So. Well, thanks so much for yeah. hanging out with so us today. Children's book author. Professor at UND. Yeah. Um, doctoral student, owner of Books and Brews, father, waffle maker collector. Right. <laughs> how do, how would somebody find you guys? That if they want to connect, say, an event at Books and Brews or, um, you know, how, how would they find you guys? Yeah, so they can find us on Facebook, and it's at B&B South Indy. That's the letters B, the letter N, the letter B, mm-hmm. South Indy. And that's also on Instagram. It's also on Facebook. It's also on LinkedIn. It's also on Google web pages. We really don't use our website right now, mm-hmm, but they mm-hmm. can find us all on that. If they just look up Books and Brews South Indy, there's okay. tons of photos. That's the same handle on all the Oh, yeah, same the handle. Okay. Yeah, I learned a long time ago in marketing, you better use the same handle. Makes so life easy. People yeah. can find you easier. Right. Yeah. Great. Yeah. easier. Well, yeah. um, Keith Paisley, thanks, thank you. Thanks for hanging for coming out with and us. sharing with us. And I look forward to uh, um, maybe getting a Vader <laughs> pancake one of these days. One of these days. You know, well, right. or the BB-8. That might be my Can we do that during the what? class? <laughs> That's right. <laughs> I know. We didn't, we didn't talk about those. But, yeah, tell him. Say it. What was, what was that? Uh, he also collects cake pans. Cake pans? Cake pans? Nice. So once we run out of waffle makers that we couldn't find, because they, they get hard to find. Yeah. Uh, I mean, they really do. Uh, so I I love to do stuff with the girls and have them. I'm a terrible cook, believe it or not. <laughs> <laughs> you put jello inside them or cake. Yeah, so we started collecting cake pans, old cake pans, wherever we could find them. And you could always find them at Goodwill and thrift stores and garage sales. Oh, man, I found a ton at garage sales. Really? And they're different shapes and sizes. We have everything from Elmo to a fish to a uh, Pooh Bear to uh, what else do we have? Oh, graduation caps to mm-hmm. i mean you people just yeah. they don't use them as much toy so story. toy story yeah we used yeah. to have probably six or six or eight of them mm-hmm. when our kids were little right yeah yeah, yeah i was gonna say i don't think we have any anymore either yeah yeah we had, my wife made the bear that stood up you yeah. know, sat up on the table we had a yeah. fire truck and yeah, some really race truck. car and cool stuff yeah 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 so now we have four or some of them <laughs> Race that's car, how, this is 11. Yeah, we have a race car that's number 11. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, we've got 40 sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. But the girls more than them. the waffle makers. The girls actually that come to find out they make good jello pans. 
So oh, cool. the girls make jello with them or cakes with them. But so. cool. the shape doesn't come out with jello. Yeah, the shape oh, does. We just end okay. up eating it out of the, mm-hmm. out of the pan. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. Well, guys, so, thanks uh, for joining thanks. us. And yes, uh, we'll, uh, we'll see you up at the restaurant sometime. Okay, so, sounds great. All right. Thank you. Take care. Thanks. Jason, I am so glad that you contacted Keith so he could come in and chat with us. I am, I am shocked with how many things that man does. <laughs> it's just, it's it's overwhelming. Like I'm, yeah. I'm, but he's totally got it together. He is. I mean, he is rocking it. I mean, he's yeah. I mean, I'm sure life is crazy and hectic with kids and yeah. You know, they got yeah, they got a lot going on. Yeah, but man, just what a what a cool impact on the on the community that he's got. Totally. You know, I mean. From the unknown children's books that we didn't even know we were getting into, right? <laughs> All the way to you know events and things like that. I mean, I mean, family events at a brewery. Yes. Nobody's doing stuff like that. Yeah, I would have never put those two yeah. together. It's, and it, and we were talking about it. It totally makes sense. Like nine times out of ten, I meet a buddy and we go sit at a brewery. But I never like take my family to a brewery. You know what I mean? But it's right, like, right. But it's it's totally like right. That's I love the idea. Yeah, and the the food menu is not complex. It's very, yeah. you know, um, you, I mean, it's very good. Yeah. Um, but it's not it's not a complex menu. And um, what I think is cool as well is, and we didn't we didn't talk to Keith about this, but um, all of their selection on on the uh, on the brewery side is yeah. all. Uh, mostly local beers i mean they don't they don't do the the national brands or you know the imports or anything like that it's it's mostly indiana based breweries that's awesome and so you get a lot of more small label type Mm -hmm. um and so they're they're publicizing home home home-owned breweries right here Mm -hmm. right here that's awesome right around the area and stuff and so that's uh that's really kind of cool and i also think that i mean even if you don't go there and drink like i just was like or have a you know try a brew right right like, I was just like I want to see that I want to go sit with that in the atmosphere because yeah. it seems so cool I'm just excited about it's a being relaxing able to place and yeah gotta go in and enjoy that yeah so. yeah it's really cool so but yeah um, but yeah I'm we, ready to go buy a car I'm gonna buy a children's book I think <laughs> we need go. to bring him back because I think there's another episode in there like it's just there's a lot of wisdom there we didn't even touch on. A whole lot, but he's yeah. just because I've talked to him some in depth about uh, the marketing. Yeah, uh, he's got a lot of conversation, and I mean, he walked into you know one of the things I'm a part of, and he was like, "Oh, what about this, this, and this?" And I was like, "Ah, I know." <laughs> we we stopped some of that because of COVID, right? You know, and then we just haven't fired it back up because you know now the bandwidth is gone to <laughs> right. that we were dedicating to that. You know, the bandwidth's gone, so right. we got to figure out how to put that back in. You right. know, and stuff. So and he um, totally went through that. I mean, losing 22 employees yeah. to just him, yeah, like that's intense, right? Right. I mean, that what a yeah. I mean that. <clears throat> Great testimony of just holding to, um, you know, creativity and innovation mm-hmm. in the midst of uh, major unrest, mm-hmm. and that's just that's beautiful, beautiful right. story. Great, so, yeah. Check out Books and Brews right up by the it's right across the street uh, on the west side of the UND campus, mm-hmm. um, and uh, yeah, go check out. Say hi to Keith. That sounds good. And if you find an odd waffle maker, right. So take it to grab Keith. it. He and needs we'll... it. <laughs> I think he needs a couple more. That's right. That's right. They need one more on the shelf. <laughs> totally. So... I, I'm never going to look at waffle makers the same. <laughs> I know. I know. I'm going to start 
I mean, it's kind of like when you think, oh, I might buy that kind of car, and right. then you drive down the road, and you're like, oh, there's one, there's one, there's one, there's one. Yeah. Now I'm going to start seeing waffle creative makers. waffle makers everywhere I go. Right. Yeah. So that'll be fun. Hey, guys, thanks for listening in. Yeah, thanks for hanging out with us. Check the show notes. We're going to have some info in there for you just to, um, so you can connect up with uh, Books and Brews. Yeah, so absolutely. There's a, there's a lot of things going on there. Feel that There's a great opportunity for everybody there. Yeah. Yeah. Give us a like, comment, subscribe, shoot us an email. If you know of a leader here in the area that you would um, love to hear their story um, or any area. I mean, right. we're, we're open to that. We're I mean, all across the country at this point. Yeah. We can I mean, do. let us know. We'd love to uh, hear great stories of what's going on in our in our world. So, yeah. Thanks, Jason. Keep leading and serving. Sounds great. Have all a right. great day. See you.